by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, through scripture alone, to the glory of God alone, this solar brother is not alone. Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host and your solar brother, Buddy Boone. What I'm about to do today is a cross podcast because I'm challenging all of the listeners to both podcasts to do one particular thing. And this challenge is going mostly to the men. Uh, But ladies, trust me, you have a part in this as well. Men, this coming Saturday, uh, November the 21st, in the year of our Lord, 2020, we are, uh, as men, endeavoring to study again uh, what Pastor Matt has been uh, going through with us for Well, really for the last four years, I've only been there for about two of the years, but Pastor Matt is going to go back through a study on godliness. And let me tell you, I highly challenge you. I beseech you. How about that? I'm going to use the biblical term. I beseech you. You have to be in this study. You have to be involved in this study. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. If there is anything that is clear in the scriptures and if nothing else is clear in scripture it is clear in scripture that we are to pursue godliness as a matter of fact if you look at uh first timothy uh four chapter uh chapter four verse eight it says rather train yourself to godliness the first part of that verse actually says having nothing to have nothing to do with irreverent and silly myths <laughs> Yeah. So the thing about it is we have should have nothing to do with irreverent and silly myths, but rather we are to train ourselves to godliness. Now, train in that uh, word. If you were at our church uh, on Sunday or you listened to that sermon that Matt, the, the portion that Matt did, he asked us, what does that word train mean or what is that word in? Uh, in the Greek, and you heard a resounding gymnazo, because that's what it is. Gymnazo is the word that we get our that we is the word that we get the word gymnasium uh, from in the English. It's a Latin term. I'm sorry, Greek term. Uh, so gymnazo uh, in English is gymnasium, uh, which gives you the uh, the idea that we are to train and to work and to get our reps in. Uh, if you were a gym rat at one point in your life like me, you understand that uh, the more reps you can do of a heavy weight, the stronger you can get. At this point in our lives, uh, and even before now, uh, we are in a, in, in a place where we need to be strong spiritually. And we need to only get stronger spiritually. How can you get stronger spiritually without practice without training and training yourself to godliness or to being more like Christ. So let me go over the definition specifically of godliness. And I'm literally just going over the notes that Pastor Matt um, has given us, but also the notes that I've taken during the class. So you're going to hear a lot of page turning, but that's just because there are a lot of notes uh, to be taken and that have been taken. So godliness is basically this. Godliness is our response to God's holiness. Oh, it 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 gets 
just understand that it took four years to actually get through what godliness is. And here's why. There are different things that are actually involved in that specific godliness. In, in training yourself to godliness, you have to understand a few things and you have to understand, you have to do a few things or a lot of things. I wouldn't say a few, but there's a whole lot that's involved in that. Here's an example. So there are a few terms that as you are growing and, and godliness would would a lot of people would consider godliness to be like the fruits of the spirit or the the outcome so the fruit of the spirit it would be love joy peace patience kindness goodness self-control now you're looking at that is from galatians chapter 5 so when you're looking at that fruit how do you get to that fruit well understand that we did not really talk in depth about any of the fruit we talked about godliness as a whole, but the whole four years or the two years that I was there, there was no like, hey, this week we're going to talk about love. This week we're going to talk about self-control. This week we're going to talk about this. It wasn't anything like that. This is what happened. So you look at this, just imagine a tree and godliness would be the the leafy green uh the the, the leafy green branches that you see, and then the, the, the fruit growing off of that, okay? Imagine a trunk that on that trunk it says uh, faithfulness, okay? So you have the tree, the green, you know, plush tree with the fruit. Then you have the trunk, uh, and on that trunk is, on the bark is written faithfulness. Now, what you don't see is the root system that is underneath of that tree that is in the ground. Now, just imagine there are uh, eight specific roots, on those roots, and not in any particular order, this is what is written on those roots. Uh, election, regeneration, redemption, reconciliation, justification, propitiation, adoption, and glorification. I'm going to repeat those just so you know what they are. Election, regeneration, redemption, reconciliation, justification, propitiation, adoption, and glorification. We call them the shuns. That's what we call them. So all of the shuns actually have nothing to do with us. We cannot glorify ourselves. We cannot adopt ourselves. We cannot propitiate ourselves. We cannot justify ourselves. We cannot reconcile ourselves. We cannot redeem ourselves. We cannot regenerate ourselves. And finally, we cannot elect ourselves. Now, this is why I love this Bible study and I am beseeching you again to be at this Bible study. To understand each and every one of those terms, uh, it takes, it doesn't just, it's not something that you can just talk through a podcast for. Uh, There is so much richness in God's word that what Matt has done over the, the course of the time that I've been there uh, he has taken each of those words, broken them down, and not just broken them down as far as meaning is concerned, but shown us in the scripture where it is. I'll give you an example. So glorification, uh, as we're going through the scriptures and you know, and doing my private study, because that is all about the training as well. You don't just go to the gym and talk to the personal trainer and then go back home and just do whatever you want. No, you have to show up to the gym on the days that you're not meeting with the personal trainer, uh, even if you got a gym at home, just do it at home. But you have to keep going and keep doing those things over and over again, the reps, the repetition. So as I go over it, I'm looking and he has he has tons of verses 
he he will back up whatever he says with tons of verses so you know that it's not coming from him and what happens is when you read through those it's like wait a minute that's that's talking about glorification uh i'm not even going to go into what glorification is i think glorification is probably uh for me it was kind of like the second on the list as far as like uh, amazing and how God has just shown himself through uh, the glorification of Jesus and then our ultimate glorification that'll come. Uh, but he would show it like in these verses, it's like, this is where glorification is in this verse. It's like, I, I would never look to that. And what we do, t- we tend to do as, as believers, uh, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, and we're studying uh, God's word. What we tend to do is we tend to go and do some type of word study. So it's like, oh, well, yeah, just study this word and see in scripture where that particular word is. But the problem is that uh, in a lot of the versions that we use, like the, the NIV version or uh, the King James version, New King James, and even the NASB or the ESV, uh, the particular words aren't always in those versions. But here's the thing. The concept is is so ingrained and so entrenched in all of this. Uh, I mean, it's 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 crazy. It's, it's ridiculous. So let me give you an example of one. So when you think of glorification, you think of like like you would say, okay, that's the word glorification. I see that word uh, very clearly. But I'm going to read to you a scripture as soon as I pull it up. I'm going to read to you a scripture that definitely has glorification in it, but it's not. It's not like it's uh, it's it's not like um, it's 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 clear, or here. Matter of fact, I don't only do glorification. I'm gonna do one that's even simpler. Uh, uh, election. Watch this. Ephesians chapter one verse four. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us verse five unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Now most people would say, oh, well one of the shuns is adoption. No, look at this. According to verse four, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that is election. You see, but it's not like a, a, a thing of like, oh, well, it's it, it clearly says I elect someone. No, but it definitely has to do with us being elected, that chosen, hath chosen us before the foundation of the world. But you also uh, hear the term predestination in there. So we were predestined uh, according to the scriptures, according to what Christ has already done. See, I don't want, I, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. This is supposed to be just a challenge to make sure that all of the men that are listening to this are at involved in the Bible study, the men's Bible study that will be happening this, uh, this coming Saturday, the 21st is the very first one. See, I start to get excited about this stuff. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm supposed to, you know, to stay streamlined. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, right now, see, see, Pastor Matt would be happy because my gestures per minute is just rampant right now because I get excited when I start talking about this stuff. Anyway, let me get back to this and I'm going to let y'all go. So there are three, just imagine, okay, so in your brain, in your mind's eye, especially in your driving, pay attention, uh, but just imagine a triangle, right? And there are three different points on the triangle. The first is the word of God. So we're building right now. So the word of God is what God has said. Okay, so there's three things. What God has said. The second is who God is or his character. So the first is the word of God, what God has said. The second is who God is. The third is actually what God has done. So who God is, sorry, excuse me, what God has said, who God is, 
and what God has done. So just imagine in your brain those three things. Now, what are these building? Well, that's pretty simple. It's building who he is, what he has said, what he has done. But in that, ultimately, it's the gospel. So what the gospel would have to actually have to be is what we are studying. So we're studying godliness, but we're also understanding the gospel. Because of the gospel, we can pursue godliness. We can train ourselves to godliness. Let me tell you something. This 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 study is so deep it's so intense and so in depth that there are many many ways where one can not just have plenty of ammunition throughout the week uh, you have plenty of things to study throughout the week but this study makes you think and that's the thing like there are so many studies out there I could you could you could go online right now to Amazon to any you know go into any bookstore if those actually still exist now but you can go into a bookstore and you can pull up any type of like like you know devotional or anything like that so the devotional or even go to the Bible app I mean the the Bible app is useful for some things but you go to the Bible app and you pull up all these devotions. A lot of these devotions are done by people who, where their theology is completely wrong. Let's start there. Their theology is completely wrong. And then uh, it doesn't, it's not anything that, that makes you think or that's in depth or that is a, like, it's, it's, it's nothing meditative. It's like you read it and that's it. When you start to study God's word and you start to become the Psalm one man where you're meditating on God's word day and night. And then you become the Psalm 119 man uh, where you are loving the law of God and you're studying it. And then you become the Psalm 19 man when you are saying that the law of the Lord is perfect, uh, reviving and, uh, and, 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 and rejuvenating the soul. That is when you begin to understand that this is not just a book. This is not just something that you read because you have to or you feel obligated to. You are running to it because without it, it's, it's basically them cutting off your, your life support. Like that's what this is. That's what the law of God is. But because of that's that's the what God said part. That's just that. So <laughs> I think that Matt might have taken two or three weeks just to talk about that because that is so in depth. That is so rich. Then you get into uh, who God is, His character. So uh, you go into the fear of the Lord, and 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 you know, people will think, "Oh, the fear of the Lord." Are you supposed to fear God? Absolutely, you're supposed to fear God. His wrath is real, and He is not playing around with sin. He is not playing around with sinners. His wrath is real, but that's just the fear of the Lord. So you go into who God is, His character, how much He loves us, how much He cares for us, and you can also look at how He has elected us, how He's gracious to us. The last time uh, I talked on uh, the truth, I'm sorry, uh, the Solar Brother podcast, I talked about grace alone. That grace has nothing to do with us. That was his loving kindness that he poured out on us and allowed his son, uh, Jesus, and Jesus allowed himself uh, to be that propitiation for us. Yep, that's another big word that we study, one of the shuns. Allowed him to be the propitiation for us because with it, and, and I, I gave this uh, analogy last time, uh, you're a dead man in the water. You're not just floating and God throws you a life preserver. I figured out what the name of that was. 
you're not just a life, and I should know the name of that. I got a, a father-in-law who did 30 years in the Coast Guard, and my daughter is currently in uh, the Navy <laughs> in, uh, in boot camp, so I should know what a life preserver is. But that life preserver, he's not just throwing us some type of life preserver. God is literally reviving us, pulling us out of the water and reviving us. So that has nothing to do with something that we've done. As a matter of fact, we don't deserve that at all. We don't deserve to to, to go and, and pursue godliness. We don't deserve that. We deserve wrath because of our sin. And if you say that you're without sin, uh, you you uh, are lying to yourself. And, and that's what 1 John says. So then we go about what God has done. So the, the salvation uh, that we're given to what God has done, I mean, if you think about it this way, God has done so many things for us. The biggest thing that he's done is actually he saved us. He's looked and 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 it was as uh, Ephesians uh, chapter two verse eight and nine. Uh, for us by grace we have been saved through faith, and not of ourselves is a gift of God, not of works, so that none of us can boast. We can't boast or say, "Yes, I did this, I did that." No, God is only the person is the only person that we're allowed to boast in. It's just what God has done. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to get too deep into all the stuff. I'm literally look. Watch this. I have only that's the first page of notes. That's it. I haven't gone over any other part of the study. And we're what, 17 minutes in. I'm literally on just the first page. Let me tell you something. That's how rich this entire study is. But it's it's really Pastor Matt isn't doing anything uh, weird or revolutionary. Uh, it just let's let's be clear about that. Pastor Matt is a man just like all the rest of us. But what he has done is he has taken the time to study the word and being the shepherd that he is, he's showing us that word. Uh, with, with with everything that we know about what God has done for us, and even if you don't know everything, you know the little bit that uh, I've just told you uh, here on this podcast. With that little bit. It is it is our duty. It is our it should be our delight to study God's word and to understand this. And and here's the other thing. As men, as men, I'm, I'm talking specifically to the men as men, you have a responsibility and a duty as well, not just to learn and study God's word. But also, if you are a, a married man, you have a family, we are uh, supposed to take the time to teach and, and shepherd our own uh, flock. Uh, Abraham Hamilton III uh, has a podcast, and he said, uh, what's going on in the White House is not nearly as important as what, as what is going on in your house. Your house is your first ministry. That is the first place, your first job. That's your full-time job, to go and make sure that your your children, your wife, are, are you're discipling them, you're leading them to godliness, and, and you're helping to train them as well. Pastor Matt and whoever, whatever pastor that you have that's in your life, uh, they're, they're, obviously they're, they're gifts, they are uh, there for us, they, they're there when we need them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Their job actually is to shepherd us. But you as a man, as a Christian man, have the responsibility as well for your own household. Uh, if you are shirking that responsibility, then uh, you, ha- you you have to be at the, at the men's Bible study. One, because that's where you learn. That's where you train. So then you're able to go and train your wife and then your children. Now, just imagine how is it that you are able to train your wife? wife and children if you aren't yourself training yourself see that's the thing 
we will, uh, you know, wing it, you know, as men. We never want to be wrong or say that we're wrong or uh, give the impression that we're wrong in any way. I, I understand it. I know. And that's the pride that we have as men because we want to say, yeah, I know this. I already got it. I got it, you know. But that's the thing. Stop. Get off your high horse and stop being so proud and admit that there are a lot of things spiritually that you're lacking and you don't know. And that humility should be the catalyst for you to say, okay, here you go. I am now uh, subjecting myself to make sure that I understand and know God's word so that I can share this uh, with not just my family, which is my first priority, but other people that I know that I know that are uh, on their way to hell. <laughs> I mean, just let's just be real about it. Uh, this this study is a dynamic source of, of, of fruitfulness and oh, definitely a way for you to grow and then to produce that fruit and produce that godliness. Now, for all the ladies out there, uh, thank you for listening all this way while I ramble and rant to your husbands and to your sons and to your brothers and to your uncles and grandparents and grandfathers and all that stuff. But look, I do have an appeal for you as well. You need your man to be at the men's Bible study just as much as they need it. So I would encourage you to beseech your husband, to beseech your sons, to beseech your uh, your brothers, to beseech your uncles, your cousins, whoever the male is in your life to be at and be involved in this Bible study. Why is that? Well, I'm glad you asked. This is important because they are the people that should be uh, going out and training and then bringing that back to you as well. Now, women, you have your own Bible study. Uh, the Women Walking Wisely, I definitely recommend that because my wife has grown exponentially because of the studying and uh, on discontentment. And let me tell you, that has been a true blessing to me, uh, not because I feel like I have a brand new wife. Uh, is because I, I feel that that discontentment that uh, she was dealing with, and she has no problem with telling you that uh, this is a part of her story, that discontentment that she was dealing with is being confronted. Just like in our study, uh, my ungodliness that I have been dealing with is being confronted, and I'm being convicted, and that is making me train harder and harder uh, to move away from that ungodliness. Let me tell you, this you need this, you need this, ladies, just as much as he needs this, uh, because you, I'm not, I'm not telling you that you're going to get a transformed man. No, I, I, I pray that you get a humbled man. I pray that you get a man that is training towards godliness and training himself to godliness, and that he is uh, making himself aware and and using the scriptures to make himself aware of the sin that he's that is in his life, uh, the humility point, the points of humility where he needs to go to. I mean, that is what I pray. And I hope that happens, not just in uh, the men that are listening, but also in my own life. You know, I'm not saying these things from a point of perfection. You know, if, if I was, then I literally would not be here because I would be taken up like Enosh or, or I would die. You know, uh, Enoch. Sorry, wrong guy. But this is not something that is just for the men. This is for the ladies as well. Now, I have a few questions that I want to ask uh, every single man and this is these are these are challenge questions basically how will you grow if you do not eat how will you teach your family if you don't know what to teach 
How can you lead as God has called every man to do if you aren't equipped yourself? Why would your family study God's word as they are commanded if they don't see you doing it? I'm going to read that one again because that is that is prickly. I know it's getting prickly. How would your how, why would your family study God's word as they are commanded to that your family is commanded to if they don't see you doing it? In what ways is one to know that you are faithful with this little thing? If you can't handle Bible study on Saturday mornings, every other Saturday morning, every Saturday morning, how are you to be faithful with a bigger thing? How can you fight the wiles of the devil? Uh, Ephesians 6, 11, if you were not putting on the armor already given you, which is the word of God. How can you keep your way, young man, without taking heed to his word? And I'm going to read this, and I like to read it in this this in the King James Version, Psalm 119.9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? I just like because it's fancy, that's all. Here's another question. What are you doing that is more important than learning the very words of the creator? Mm. Is the word of God and learning his word a priority in theory or in practice? What are your priorities and is it God's work or is it your work? Are you faithfully discharging the duties of fatherhood by teaching your children the word of God as it says in Deuteronomy 6, the Shema? Are you studying to show yourself approved unto God and rightly dividing the word of truth? Second uh, Timothy, should be Second Timothy 2.15. If you cannot answer these, if you cannot answer firmly to any of these questions I just asked, then you need to be at the Bible study every week. If you can answer affirmatively some of the questions I just asked, then you need to be at the Bible, the men's Bible study every week. If you can answer affirmatively to most of the questions I just asked, then guess what? You need to be at the men's Bible study every week. If you can answer affirmatively to all of the questions I just asked, guess what? You need to be at the men's Bible study each week. And and, and I want to say this term, this, this sentence, and then I'm going to explain it a little further. There are no excuses that can be made to keep us from faithfully discharging your duties as a leader and teacher of God's word to your family. I completely understand and I get it if because of your job, you have to be at work on Saturday mornings. Uh, if there is not a way for you to change that around where you have to be at work on Saturday mornings uh, or you are like you're, you're busy all week and, you know, maybe the only time you're able to visit uh, a family member is uh, at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. I completely understand it. Those are like one off uh, situations where, you know, it's pretty much out of your control. But let me be very clear. You will make room and prioritize things that uh, that that are the, 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 the priority. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't say it any other way. I tried to. But you will prioritize your priorities. That's really what you will do. And if God's word is not a priority in your life, then you need to change that. I'm saying that as a man, I'm literally talking to myself as well, because I have to prioritize studying God's word for myself as well, not necessarily for the purpose of trying to or needing to teach my my family and making sure that my children are learning God's word. Not necessarily for that. Really, it's because I will die spiritually. 
That's really what it is. I my my life will begin to uh, have the effects of just not being it, sin will take over because I'm not replacing that uh, with God's word and studying God's word. I have to meditate on it day and night. And that's exactly why I go to the Bible study. I'm going to end the podcast here, but I want to make sure that you all understand this, that this is a duty, um, but it should be our delight. And that is how we are able to gain joy and uh, gain peace in in our lives and resting. That peace is because we are resting in God's word and not in our own selves or our own abilities. Thank you all so much for tuning in today to the Truth Talks podcast. Uh, if you have a comment or a question, please reach out to us at uh, the Truth Talks podcast at gmail.com. You can also send us or leave us a voicemail at 612-88-TRUTH. And for the Solar Brother podcast, uh, you can actually email me as well at the Solar Brother at gmail.com. And also you can leave me a voicemail if you want on the same one, 612-88-TRUTH. Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time, love, peace, and soul love. Soul love, brother. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The biblical gospel starts with God. Out of nothing, God made everything, including you and me, to bring himself much pleasure. His purpose for us as humanity was to love, obey, and enjoy him perfectly. Instead of this, man has sinned against our loving creator and acted in rebellion. Since God is good and just, he must punish sin that deserves eternal, conscious punishment under God's wrath in hell. But God, being merciful, loving, and gracious, had a plan to punish sin, and so be a just judge, and yet forgive sinners, and so display mercy, by sending his own son, Jesus Christ, the co-equal and co-eternal son of God, to take on human flesh, fulfilling his perfect requirements in the place of sinners, loving, obeying, and enjoying him perfectly. Furthermore, Jesus bore the full wrath of God upon the cross, and he satisfied the eternal anger of God, standing in a place of sinners, though he was himself perfectly sinless. God showed his acceptance of Christ's sacrifice by raising Jesus from the dead after three days in the grave. Now Jesus commands everyone everywhere to repent, turn from their sin, and believe, trust in him. This is the glorious transaction. God then charges Christ's perfection to the sinner and no longer views him as an enemy, but instead an adopted son and daughters covered in the perfect righteousness of his son. We can now have peace with God and have eternal life with him forever. It's true for every person in every culture, in every place, in every language through all time. So our response to this good news is repentance and faith. Dear hearer, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Turn from your sins. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and this day. Be reconciled to God. Thanks for tuning in today. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. If you have a question, please send them to the Truth Talks Podcast at gmail.com. 
Visit our Instagram and Twitter at The Truth Talks Podcast. And visit our website at bellcroftbiblechurch.org. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.